produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is your Smugglers 3, Derek, Ken, and myself, Mike. To quote the great, the great Joey, how you doing? <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's one show doing? I've never watched. I, I really didn't watch it either, but I just know his catchphrase. Let, unless we go with the other Joey. Whoa. Yeah. I one with the um, stuffed chipmunk puppet. That was my favorite, Joey. I don't stuffed remember that. Full house? What you Oh. Uncle Joey? Okay. That was Joey. Yeah. Yeah, that was a Joey. Yep, 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 yep. Well, um, check out the homepage real quick, wookieradio.net. Get yourself, um, check out our Loot Crate page, which our Loot Crate link. Go order that great indoor box that's coming uh, next month, actually, uh, from Loot Crate. Or I think the cl- ordering closes next month for it. Um, also, too, check out our other sites like our store. Some great stuff there. Baseball jersey. Hey, training camps are now open for baseball. Go Tribe. And that's then, right. And in Derek's case, it's about the only time you're going to hear me say it. Go Sox. Um, but you gotta- yeah. <laughs> People always need to keep their feet warm. Um but you pick up our baseball jerseys and get yourself a nice hat to go with it. So uh, hockey jerseys are still there. I wear hockey jerseys year round, without a doubt, with the way my wife, she border, she, she keeps the house borderline hoth at night. So I'm wearing a hockey jersey all the time. Um, check out our other affiliates, SuperheroStuff.com, Ripped Apparel, uh, which has got some great mashup stuff. Yeah, I've used uh, Shirt Punch. I've used uh, some of the others. Uh, there's a, a T-Turtles, another one. I got to see about finding, finding an affiliate with them. T-Turtles got some great Star Wars stuff as well. But Ripped Apparel, T-Turtle, our, our store. Check out Ripped Apparel. They're, they're an affiliate now. I'm working on the other. Um, TV Store Online. Does a pretty good solid uh, fan chest sports year round. Of course, you know there's always the tie-in sports and Star Wars night at various sporting events. Great crossovers there. So check those out. Supporting them supports us, and it helps bring us, helps get us, helps us. Here we go. Helps us get some some cool prizes for you guys, possibly here in the future. Plus two, I can officially announce we are partnering with Found Me. They're like Bluetooth ID tags and um. In Heroes and Villains, they do like a lot of the story story art, uh, t-shirts and bags and stuff like that. Uh, both are, are 
companies from BioWorld uh, that we're officially partnering with at this point. So stand by for more information about that later in the show. First, let's get some some celebration news. Yes. Well, every week it seems you're getting more and more information about celebration. I know this past week they did announce the one of the first panels I've heard them announce that um, it's not a surprise. This year is the 20th anniversary of episode one. So there will be a episode one, the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel at Celebration. But also every week we're getting more guests being announced. Yeah. Uh, look, there were some huge names announced in the last two weeks. Uh, one of them being Emperor Palpatine himself. Ian McDermott will be at Celebration this year. Uh, this uh, should be his fourth in a row. Yeah. Uh, so, first, first one was at Celebration 6. Then he was at Anaheim. Uh, okay, fourth one in the U.S. He was at Celebration last year in Orlando, and so now Chicago. Awesome. Well, yeah, well, it seems like in recent years, the last five or six years, he's actually really embraced Star Wars because he was at uh, – Star Wars weekends a couple times. He's been at a lot of conventions and stuff, too. Yep. So he's really loving the um, the fans and getting out and meeting everybody. But joining him also will be Brian Herring. Now, if you don't know who this is, he's actually one half of BB-8. Hmm. One of the tiers from that does BB-8. And the other one on this one was voice actor Mark Dodson, who, even if you don't know the name, you know you've heard him. He was... The cackling voice of Salacious Crumb yeah. and voices in Star Wars and things. <laughs> so he's going to be there. Also, uh, th- this week was really big news because the King of Smooth himself, Billy D. Williams, will be at Celebration this year. Excellent. And he will be joined by the murderous droid K2SO with Alan Tudyk being there. <laughs> uh, also, we're getting from Rebels. We're getting Freddie Prince Jr. and Taylor Gray. Kanan and Ezra will be together at Celebration this year. Hello, then, what have we here? That's right. Nobody can be smoother than Billy D. So, also being announced, that we did get um, the Stormtrooper from Tatooine that got Jedi mind-tricked by Obi-Wan. Anthony Forrest will be there. Yeah, John Morton, who is Dak, Luke's um, gunner from the Snowspeeder. Then, from the dark side, you get General Veers, Julian Glover will be there. And Captain Nita returns from the grave to Michael Culver will be at Celebration. Now, anybody going to Celebration, you can actually buy your autograph tickets now. I believe you got to go to, um, let me see here, and it'll tell me where you can get the tickets at. If you want autographs, you got to go to Topps's, or no, go to StarWarsCelebration.com. And then follow the links on there to buy your um, tickets for autographs and photo ops. So start getting them now before they sell out for the because these guys all have a certain amount of time that they celebrate or they sign for, and that's it. Yeah, I think so. Make sure I think it, I think with Orlando, they were talking only fifty per person per day. That kind of makes sense. That way, the guys have time to, um, especially some of the guys that are getting older, like. Um, Julian Glover and uh, Billy D. Williams, some of these guys that have been around since the original trilogy, that's it, a lot on them to do this. I mean, they love doing it. Oh, that's why yeah. they do it. Yeah, but, yeah, but the, with a lot of them, though, they actually don't like it that way. They would rather yeah. have the whole, like you get at C2E2 or New York Comic Con or whatnot, where they've got the table and they could come and go as they please and be yeah. there the whole time. Yeah, I know a lot of guys would rather do that because you actually can choose to take more time with the fans and um, say hi. It's not as much – the way this seems like it's being done is almost more of like a cattle call. It is a cattle call. So you just sit there and come through the line, sign, move on, sign, move on, sign, move on. 
Well, you 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 heard when when we talked to Mike Quinn uh, uh, before a show with him how we talked about how we wanted to spend more time with him, and he was he was wanting to spend more time with us, especially since he did recognize my family in the line um, and one and wanted to spend more time since since a lot of it with him. Not only did we talk Star Wars, but we talked Muppets with him. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, you, know, you have to be realistic about it too. I mean, there's a lot of people. So you, you don't really have time to spend the time that you would like to with certain, you know. Yeah, but yeah. They, but they're only given like maybe a an hour and a half slot to sign autographs, and they're not supposed to socialize. No personal pictures, supposedly. But Mark Hamill broke that rule all the time. Okay. And then and then with the you, and then there. with the pictures, I think you were in and out with the pictures. It was like a a thirty minute window. You get in line, walk in, drop your bag, take your picture, pick up your bag, go. Get in the next line for the picture printout. Cool. Yeah. Do that, which has been done with Stanley and some of the others. Set that up for other other spots. But if I want to have my picture with the person at the table, fine. Charge the same price there too. And, and yeah, have, a lot, um, with tops running, go ahead. I was gonna say at the table. That's my pit. That's my camera. Yeah. That I'm paying for the picture with. If I want the other one for a scrapbook, which I'm glad I've got the one with us with Mike, and I'm glad I've got the one with Zoe and and, uh, and Tia from you know, Tia Sakar. I'm glad I've got those in the, in the professional style. Um, I'm happy for that, but you know, I I want the I want the other. Yeah. Well, like I, like I was saying to um, with Tops and the other people that run these things for them, they're still looking at it as. The faster they can get people through, the more autographs they can sell and the more money they can make off of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For them, it's a money-making thing. For the for the actors and for the fans, it's a chance to actually meet your heroes and meet celebrities and stuff. But um, tops, they just want to get the, as many bodies through that line as they can so they can sell more $50 tickets. Well, I here here's my question. I would love to know from these folks when they were at the ta- when they had a table. And I'm sorry, McCormick Center. I know here in Orlando there was plenty of room where each person could have their own table set up for the entire day. I would love to know. Did they see more than 50 people in a day the old way, like at Celebration 5 and 6? Or are they seeing more people with the limit of 50 people in the two-hour span for autographs? or And then however many people for the photographs in that half-hour span? Yeah, I don't know. I, Which I, is, would, I would be upset if, if they limited it to 50 people and then they still rush you through as fast as possible. I'd, been a little, I'd be a little upset. That's what, they, been, did, that's what they did 50, last time them have time with the people you know what i mean and that's that was some of the biggest complaints from from the guys who've been at previous is they weren't getting the time that they want i know mike quinn was very big about hey i'm not getting the i want to spend time with the fans this is why i'm here i'm i don't like the fact that everyone's being being assembly line through you know yeah so i don't know we'll see what happens for this time and see i th- i think it's one of those that lucasfilm should watch and Depending on what's going on, you you know what? Fine. If Tops keeps doing it this way, we'll switch to someone else next time. Yeah. There's big companies yeah. that, that do this type of thing. Because um, Wizard World and C2E2 and Comic-Con and all these ones do the same thing. And it's not just one company out there selling autographs. Well, C- C2E2 is uh, Repop as well. Now, up, at, okay. up through Celebration 6, I know for sure. I don't know if they were at Celebration Anaheim, but Official Picks used to handle the pictures and the autographs. Well, and there Repop was a- does pictures and autographs now because it's Tops doing it this year. It, it, well, that's who it was last time. Okay. Here in Orlando, it was Tops. 
I, I'm I'm curious to see how much Repop has learned um, from from mistakes here in Orlando. Don't get me wrong. Repop puts on a great show. And I've been very appreciative of everything Repop has done with Celebration. Uh, I, I like what Mary Franklin has done. Um, and whatnot. They, they've been great, but I've also heard the fan complaints and hopefully they have listened to that. And I'm curious to see what happens. Well, it's always a learning process too. So, you know, yeah. you try something, see if it works, see how it works. But, but the other question is too, you know, how much of it is, is Lucasfilm saying, Hey, this is how we want it. Cause it's, it's not, di- it's not Disney telling them, Hey, this is what we want. It's Lucasfilm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would actually be interesting if we could get someone from Reed pop to come and just talk about the show and how you put it together and stuff. Even if they don't put answer these questions, cause these are not questions they're going to answer, but right. just how, what is it? What goes into actually putting a show like this together? You know what I mean? Uh, let me try. Get, let me try and get hold of Mary. See if I can get her on the show. Probably yeah, not. It's if, probably not going to happen until after celebration. But yeah. yeah, let me see if we can. Oh, yeah, the show. Sure. Uh, that would be awesome. Everybody, we want to. We always want to get the people who are actually on Star Wars and it, it works on the movies and stuff. But this is the type of thing that directly affects fans. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when we met, when Eric and I from Mighty Marvel Geeks met Mary at after our show uh, at Celebration uh, after we did our show. She was great. I had I had a lovely time with her. Um, if, if she wasn't busy trying to close out some of the other stuff for the night, we would have said, uh, you want to stop and go pick up a quick bite to eat somewhere? Denny's right down the road. We'll buy the apps. <laughs> no, I would have done that with her. I mean, again, some great, great folks. So, um, yeah, I, I have no problems with Repop. It's I just don't I don't understand why C5, C6 were so great. And then there was just all of a sudden a three mile line to get in for Celebration 2017. Yeah, I understand there was mm-hmm. a lot more people, but uh, there's got to be an easier way of doing it. And I understand you know, society and just culture in general has changed from 20. 20- 2012 to 2017 here but oh well it's part of life yeah so sorry to to detract but i mean we're tangented but it was still still on still on target stay on target yeah i knew well, that's what, what's, i knew what's coming <laughs> that's what we got coming to celebration as of right now we are keeping our ears open for other things uh actually let me do a quick look because i think phantom tracks has been really good about putting up anything that is coming for celebration yep. a couple of news stories pop up that's where i saw about the um celebration uh panel we still need to figure out how to get mark newbold on the show yes we do mark would be awesome to have on here let's see here yeah we do have the phantom minute 20th anniversary panel it doesn't say um, anything about who's going to be on it. Well, the number of the Phantom Menace get, um, Phantom guests, or um, the number of the people from the Phantom Menace will are already guests of the show. So we don't know who's going to actually be in it. Um, Ian McDermott, Greg Proops, and um, Warwick Davis are already announced to be on it. Right. But who could? Since it's the 20th anniversary, see, the closer you get to celebration, then we get the bigger names being announced. Could we see a Ewan McGregor or a Samuel Jackson or a Liam Neeson showing up? Could we actually get a George Lucas actually arriving at Celebration? I don't know. He kind of, Chicago, most, um, at least part of the year, his wife still lives in Chicago. Yeah. Well, I, I've been hearing rumors, too, that um, probably will not see any Episode Nine or Mandalorian cast there as they're trying well, to. Nine. Huh? Billy D. Williams is Episode Nine. Yeah, but we don't know how much. Yeah. I'm sure he's not a, a main player. 
Yeah. But the the one rumor I had been hearing was they're trying to reduce any potential spoilers and leaks coming out. Yeah. So. Well, this was no big surprise. Another one for celebration is that the Rancho Obi-Wan experience will be there. Yeah. That's no big haul. It's not a it's not a celebration if um Uncle Steve isn't there. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this will actually be the celebration of the 20th anniversary of Rancho Obi-Wan also. Yeah. So, yeah, celebration is going to be awesome. I wish I could be there. Maybe I got an extra ticket and a bed I can, or a um, couch I can crash on. Just check online. There's a lot of people bowing out. I do have a friend who in Chicago I could probably crash on his couch. Said there's a lot of people bowing out. Yeah. I think a lot, like we mentioned before, I think a lot of those are um, bowing out knowing that the next month or two is when Galaxy's Edge is going to open. Yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of Galaxy's Edge, speaking of all these guests, uh, reports are... Now, with the D- Disney streaming service coming out, and we're going to get more information about Disney Plus April 11th, which we know is also when Celebration is going on. Um, the uh, There's rumors, and I say rumors. Um, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of speculation that there is a bunch of spinoffs potentially coming to uh, to Disney Plus. And you say, what are some of these, these uh, spinoffs? Um Again, like one site who I don't, tr- I don't know if I trust them. This one I don't, I don't recognize the name. HN Entertainment. Mm-mm. They sound familiar. Familiar with them. Mm. Um, they're the ones stating that they have supposedly gotten a hold of a list of Star Wars series that could potentially be put into development for Disney Plus. Uh, I call, I call their bluff on this. But they're saying, oh, series could, you know, these characters could potentially have their own series on Disney Plus. A young Princess Leia. Call Bluff. Captain Phasma. Well, that would be cool. Yeah. No, I don't see it. I. It's... The Knights of Ren, please. We're barely seeing them now in, in the current trilogy, so what's the point? I could see that one as that an enemy. That would be cool, though. It would be cool, but I don't see it happening. Rose Tico. As much as I love Kelly Marie Tran. I don't see that as a series now. I don't see her as a series. I mean, what what's... There's no there's no benefit to it. And then Darth... Well, depends, well the, that depends on what she what happens in Episode Nine. Yeah, but still, I don't... Build her on, build on her. I, I don't see it. I can see her being added to the as the Lando supporting of the the main the main trio. I can see her being that that fourth going forward for any future movie with with the trio being Finn, Finn, Poe, and, and Ray. And then the fifth one they say is Darth Bane. He's not in canon yet, so so no, no, no. Darth Bane is canon. He was in Clone Wars. Yeah. It all it almost seems like they're just pulling names out of a hat. Yeah. See, and this is why I, I wanna find out did I delete no, here they are. Who we is, already have Young Princess Leia series. It's called Detour. I, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to find out who who's a part of this HN entertainment. It looks like it's just an entertainment website. It is okay. One the guys uh, who wrote this article? Maybe that'll give some insight of who we're dealing with here. Christopher Mark is who wrote this wrote this article. Christopher Mark. See, the sad part is there's no sources on any of this. Christopher Mark is a writer from Canada. Uh, been writing in the film fan community for over ten years. Cool, nice guy. I'm sure. Um, he he was involved in co-founding uh, Omega Underground, which is now incorporated into Geeks Worldwide, and writing 
bylines for IGN. Um, it's like, okay, awesome. Uh, it's like another guy on their staff is Skylar Schuler. Uh, his work can be found over on the DizInsider.com and that hashtag show.com. Um, but it's currently enrolled at LA Film School taking entertainment business. Well, the Diz Insider is one of these fan sites. Disney fan sites where they're they're right maybe thirty percent of the time when they talk about park news and speculation. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, it, it's I don't know. It, it I don't. It, it's sort of like the group that announced last week. Oh, Ryan Johnson is is leaving the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then we were about to talk about it if we didn't have the technical difficulties last week. And then the next day comes out, Ryan Johnson's going, uh, "You guys are full of crack." And that site had to do a complete retraction of their story and a, a complete apology. It's just people trying to get a name out there. We're trying to get a name out there ourselves, but we're not going out and, and pulling bluff. Um, so we got HN Entertainment saying there's those five. And then there's reports coming from We Got This Covered saying... Um, Lucasfilm is planning to give the four characters their own series on their own platform. Uh, one being, which we already know, we got Cassie Nandor and The Mandalorian. Um, and I think, as you said, with Alan Tudyk, K2SO may be appearing in the Cassie Nandor series. Yeah, Alan keeps... Um teasing little things here that well it's a prequel they could you could see k2so with cassian i just think it depends on where the series takes place does it take place before the marvel comics one shot or does it take place after the one shot well the other option is it could be it may not be k2so but alec tudyk could play that same style droid in the show that's true too. True. Yeah. Um, now there are other reports that Finn and Poe may be getting their own series after Episode Nine releases. I don't see that happening because I could see them potentially being used in the trilogy that Ryan Johnson's going to potentially be doing, or that Ryan Johnson is doing. Yeah. Um, I thought he was doing something that was off in another side of the galaxy again, kind of like how uh, Benioff and Weiss are doing. Could be. I don't know. So that's what we've got there. And, and then on top of that, there there's even more news that has no true sourcing at all, <laughs> except for the original people putting it out, and they have no source. Um, and that is uh, coming from Star Wars Newsnet. Apparently, Lucasfilm is developing a live-action Obi-Wan series for Disney+. Plus, Not a movie, which I, I think I may feel better about that is then we could do the whole tales of obi-wan and hey we could bring we could get bonnie peace in on that in that series as aunt baru yeah well this is what we were saying before that we would love to see we would love to see uh this as a limited series because if obi-wan is done the way it's implied in the movies so far he never he won't well, never tap me or you even know, we don't or even fully, implied in the comics yeah and we don't want to see a full-length movie all on one planet that's no. not that doesn't feel like right. Star Wars. I mean it could be. It would be awesome. I would watch it. But I don't think it's gonna have the same feel if it's all in one location. Right. And no. a limited series work, because one of the remember one of the big um one of the big criticisms of Rebels on season one was the fact that they were always on Lothal, always on Lothal, and never left Lothal until eventually they built to the point where they did start going other places. So it's like a limited series where it's only six or eight episodes and that's it. Right. You could do one place and tell one long story. Right. Now the, the 
Star Wars News Net uh, story final paragraph is there is no confirmation on whether or not an announcement of the series is intimate or that'll be announced at Star Wars Celebration, though it is in good standing that it would make sense. And although there are many TV series rumors out there, they have TV in quotes, rather have rumors in quotes, um... We are told this one. We are told this one is happening and will go into production. We cannot. We can get into speculation on what it is and what it'll be about, but who will be in it or who may be returning later? As always, we will update you if we learn more details about the project. This is a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Thanks for reading. Um, again, there is no source in this of, um, of where this is coming from. Who who's telling them that this is happening? They're not citing a source. Is it coming? from Lucasfilm? Is it coming from Disney? It, it's, yeah, no. This, this is why, as much as I appreciate this final comment, and, and I don't want to knock these guys. These guys are a great news source for Star Wars as well. Um, and, and they have a great podcast on, on theirs with the Resistance Broadcast podcast. Um, and, you know, and that, that's a great show as well. I'm, I'm still, until we actually hear from Disney or from Lucasfilm, this, these are rumors. This is speculation. Um, well, the one thing that gives, I would say, gives a little bit more weight is because it is Star Wars Newsnet. Because usually, just about what we've seen so far, if they put it on there, they've got pretty close sources on it. It may not be official yet, but it should be close. Right. You know what I mean? Not that, right. very rare that a, um, they're one of the bigger news sites that they vet out, vet their stories pretty good before they actually put them out. It's not it's just because they're not known for clickbait. Right. Oh, and I'm not saying they are putting it out there as clickbait. It's just like. You know, take a look at Fantatrax. They put out, hey, at this point in time, we were supposed to be hearing of Obi-Wan's going to be, should be starting the movie filming any week now. Mm -hmm. Episode nine is wrapped. I don't see that happening. And I think a lot, and again, a lot of that speculation is coming from how Solo did. I think Disney is a little gun shy at the moment of trying to do a, a standalone movie like they, they, that was originally on the books. Yeah, maybe, but I also, maybe they still are, and maybe that's going to be announced at Celebration. That's possible, but I think Disney also, I think they know 100% that the problems with Solo's box office fell squarely on their shoulders. It oh, had yeah. nothing to do with, with the movie. It had nothing to do with Lucasfilm. It was Disney's marketing department that dropped the ball big time. Yeah, I hope you realize that. I, I would hope so, too. But but my whole thing with this is it's the whole it, it's there's no source. Yeah, it's just we have got. Well, I know people in in some of these realms. You guys know people in some of these realms. We could be told a similar thing until I see it on a until I'm told by these guys. Here's a non-disclosure you need to sign. And this is as much as you can say about it beforehand. Right. I I can't. I'm not going to I'm not going to buy into it. Yeah. Y you know, I mean, no, nothing, nothing personal. But yeah, it's just speculation at this point. It, it, it is total speculation. It, and I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm enjoying these rumors because it's getting me excited. Hey, maybe they are thinking about other things. This is very cool. Well, there's there's so many possibilities that it's fun to to think of. You know what could happen, what could come out, but yeah, that's all it is is speculation until you actually have something confirmed. Yeah, what helped build this speculation though also is how many Marvel series is already pretty much confirmed that they're working on. Right, uh, quite a few. Yeah. So those are confirmed live action series with um, the movie actors. So why would Lucasfilm not be doing the same thing? 
Well, because you're you're, you're talking about two, because you're talking two different beasts. Yeah, you're talking Lucasfilm, you're talking Lucasfilm, and you're talking Disney. Two different two different realms. Service. Yeah, but yeah, but it's two well, different Lucasfilm, ways of doing doing business. Right, and Lucasfilm could be a little gun shy right now after the whole solo thing. Could be. I, I think. I think a lot of it too is Marvel has no problems putting it out there. Hey, this is what we're doing, and and they're and a lot and they're and the flack that they've gotten. I mean, look at all the flack they've gotten over the years with um with the comic side of things. You know, mm-hmm. all this was even before the split. But I mean, you 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 don't have that with with, with Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm is a totally different beast, right? And like I said, it's two different companies, two different two different ways of business. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just point blank, it, it's just the way it is. Yeah. So I think actually, and you're, to your point there, I think Disney is finally realizing that because when they bought Lucasfilm, they started jumping. You could see they jumped in on the movie side thinking they could run it the way Marvel runs. That's why we got so many movies so fast. And right. it did that way. But I think it didn't work that way. Because, like I said, it was because of the marketing. If they had marketed Solo differently, moved it back a little bit in the year, I think it would have done awesome. Right, yep. definitely. I agree. And, and I still say if they wanted to keep it during that time period for the summer, it should have been an August release. Yes. Yeah. I mean, point blank. Yes. End of July, August release. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. So, I mean, our ideas aren't wrong. Yeah, it would have been it would have been really great in August. It really yeah. would have. Hey, and our thoughts aren't wrong because listen to us over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. I mean, we're, we're calling we're calling things left and right over there. So, and we'll talk about that more tomorrow night, uh, this week on Mighty Marvel Geeks with news that came out. Sorry to cross promote, but I cross promoted. That's what we do. We cross promote each <laughs> other's shows. Sure, sure. So, um, so yeah, uh, looking at time, I, I mentioned our, uh, our, uh, our deal that we have with, uh, found me and heroes and villains. Um, so are you, are you, t- are you guys tired of losing your keys? Well, I know I am. And if you, the listener, are tired of losing your keys, well, us too. Uh, thankfully, or luckily, Found Me helps you keep track of everything you've, so you never lose your things again. Uh, these tiny Bluetooth trackers feature licensed, fan-approved designs that are easy to find in your bag or backpack. Just go to foundme.com, that's F-O-U-N-D-M-I.com, and use the code SMUGGLERS to get 15% off your purchase, off your first purchase. So use SMUGGLERS for your first purchase. 15% off. Also, too, with Heroes and Villains, there are fans, and then there are informed fans. Hence why you're listening to us. Heroes and Villains make officially licensed products that have formed for informed fans of epic stories like Star Wars and more. Visit heroesvillains.com and use the code SMUGGLERS at checkout for 15% off your first purchase there as well. So, now that we've been found with Found Me, which they got some great looking Star Wars ID tags, and Heroes and Villains, which has got some great stuff there, uh, let's talk about some gaming news. Excuse me. What a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's start off with some board game news, because I don't think we get to talk enough about board games. And uh, the can, the company Fantasy Flight Games uh, is coming out with a game called Star Wars Outer Rim, which features some of your favorite smugglers, including Han Solo, Boba Fett, Jin Erso, Lando, Dr. Aphra, and more. 
Dark, uh, Derek, Dark, Ken, and Mike. Dark. Sure. Derek, Ken, Derek. and Mike. That's a new one. That's a new one. I, I don't know why uh, I went that way. You, you playing Dragon Slayer again with Dark Dangerous or whatever it was? Or Dark Daring? <laughs> yeah. Hey, leave, leave Dark Daring alone. He was awesome. If you had enough money to actually try to play that game. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I was never very good at that one. Flash, the, the screen flashes left to go left. I, I go left. What do you mean I didn't? I, I'm... <laughs> You know what the best way to play that game is? The greatest way that you can play that game is on YouTube. Yeah. I was going to say watch other people play it, but that works. Anywho, back to Star Wars. Outer Rim. Uh, so the new game, Outer Rim, is a game for one to four players. And uh, the idea of the game is you uh, you have to try to become the most famous scoundrel in the galaxy. That's, uh, that's right up our alley. And uh, it features a number of familiar faces like Han, Jin, Dr. Afra, which is cool that she's hey, in there. Hey, yep. Uh, Lando and Boba Fett. Um, uh, so you can choose one of those characters to be your pilot as you take on dangerous jobs, uh, track down bounties, deliver illegal cargo, and more to try and build up fame. To win the game, you need to reach 10. But first, you'll need to upgrade your simple starship with gear and modifications. As you take on more jobs, uh, your fame will grow, as will your credits, of course. And uh, you can turn your simple vessel into bigger and better ships, including iconic ships like the Millennium Falcon. So uh, looking at the pictures of this game, it's really interesting looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Really digging this game. Yeah, it looks really cool. I really want to try it. Um, Of course, you also need to assemble a crew, which can include characters like Chewbacca, of course, and Hondo Onaka, ah, among others. Good old Hondo. He's going to be featured in Galaxy's Edge. I'm almost. Yeah. If we go based on what we've seen online. Yes. Um, so all these crew members will add different and unique abilities to your ship, uh, but they can also bring problems. So keep that in mind. Uh, for example, some characters could have a death mark on them, which would allow other players to track them down and attack them for bounce. Ooh. Now you, you can try to reach an agreement to fix that, or you could just outright defend them. But the choice is yours. Ah, yes. uh, the game will also have encounter cards uh, after each turn, which will present you with various scenarios that you'll need to utilize your specific skills to complete. So uh, here's, uh, here's a little bit of the official description. Take to the stars and become a living legend in Star Wars Outer Rim, a game of bounty hunters, mercenaries, and smugglers for one to four players. In Outer Rim, you take on the role of an underworld denizen setting out to make your mark on the galaxy. You'll travel the Outer Rim in your personal ship, hire legendary Star Wars characters to join your crew, and try to become the most famous, or infamous, outlaw in the galaxy. But it won't be easy. The warring factions of the galaxy roam the Outer Rim, hunting down the scum that have proven to be a thorn in their side, and other scoundrels looking to make their mark see you as the perfect target to bring down to bolster their own reputation. Do you have what it takes to survive in the Outer Rim and be become a living legend play this game and find out 
Um, so this game's coming out in quarter two of 2019 and will retail for $64.95. But it comes with an assortment of cool car- character cards, it looks like. And, uh, yeah, this well, that's looks, cool. like, it could, looks like it could be a really fun game. Well, gaming fans Sounds out there. really cool. Yeah, gaming fans out there, Fantasy Flight is not a new name. No. They, yes. And for $64 is um, not a small price tag, but... Fantasy Flight is known for quality games. They play test them out. They know it's going to run well for you. It's um, it should be worth the cash for this one. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, just looking at the pictures, it just looks really cool. Yeah, and it's all it's almost worth it just to collect it. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like a game to boot. Now back to video well, games. I was gonna say before you go any further about board games, Hasbro announced at Toy Fair they're bringing back Escape from the Death Star. Oh no, kidding! And with it is going to be a Tarkin Admiral Tar or Grand Moff Tarkin figure. Cool. And they're also bringing back, uh, of course, they're doing the current vintage line that everyone loves, uh, right. Star Wars vintage line. They're also going to do the retro line, which is what the Tarkin character is going to be. And they're going to look like the old, they're returning the um, original Kenner molds and Leia with her cape and Vader with the telescope. Yeah, you know, all, the, all the characters with their telescoping sabers or the original weapons. So dusting, uh, so dusting off the original molds, which is, I wonder what's going to happen with the resale market of the original figures. Um, but they're, they're bringing all these back on their original cards. So they're going to, I guess, go back and re-release all those figures. But the card's going to say retro line. So yeah. I was going to say they have, they'll have to separate it somehow. So yeah. that's really cool. So, so yeah, Escape from the Death Star is coming back. Woohoo! Groovy. Now, another thing that's kind of cool, well, maybe for the younger crowd. Uh, <laughs> like a junior smuggler we know? Yes, indeed. In fact, I bet she would love this. Um, so this comes free with Magic Leap 1 headsets. And it's a little game called Project. And that lets you create your own perfect Porg family. Uh, it has a little story that it gives you. And in this story, Chewbacca leaves you with a device in a porg, and C-3PO tells you how to care for the little bird. Uh, and as as you care for him, you you uh, you'll adjust to his his personality and his limitations, and help raise the porg into adulthood. Uh, which you can then kill him, you know. Anyway, uh, um, you, eventually you can grow it into a whole porg family and even have baby porgs that look like regular porgs, except they're smaller, whiter, and fluffier. Isn't that cute? I do. This would <laughs> potentially be the only reason why I would get one of these headsets. Yeah. Um, just to watch Zoe go to town with them. <laughs> Uh, so, of course, this is uh, your typical augmented reality, uh, which means you can interact with the Porgs while wearing your headset. And uh, kid, you know, kids who play with it will be able to see things that people without the headsets can't see, which gives them a little personal Porg. Um, and the creators said they also made sure to pull from real life. When creating the creatures, saying we looked at how people will interact with pets and a lot of favorite toys that exist there, um, according to ILMX Labs Mixed Reality Supervisor. That's an interesting job. 
Michael Copperwatt. Um, so they added a bunch of things that the poor can play with, including a stuffed chewy doll that that you can play fetch with the poor. <laughs> <laughs> a twine ball that it can kick around, and even a laser pointer that you can have it chase like a cat. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, so these are these are uh, pretty uh, accurate porgs because ILMX Labs had direct correspondence with the designers who worked on the actual porgs for the Last Jedi. So uh, anything that you've seen the porgs do in the movie, you could probably see your own porg do. Now there's been no release date yet, but I'm sure it won't. I'm sure it'll be out probably around Christmas time. So. Uh, oh, I hope it's out by Christmas. I'm sure, yeah. So that'd be a fun little thing for the kiddies. I do like how um, Lucasfilm and ILM has actually fully embraced the, the newer um, VR content as it's coming out through X Labs, and um, we have that Jedi Trainer game. That's uh, what's it? What's that one called? Yeah, there's a there's like a, oh. a Jedi Trainer, but there's also the. Uh, um, Wait, did you have that one? Yes. Yeah. There, there's the Jedi all, challenges. I got that first. Isn't there also a um, what you call it? One involving uh, the BB-8 style astromechs. I think mm. there was. No, I'm not sure. I know we covered something about it. There was. Um, well, they also have that one that um, you have to go to them, and they had a couple of the different VR simulations. Yeah, yeah. They have one in Vegas, one in uh, Toronto. Forget what those are, were called. The shop. Yeah, the, the Jedi Challenge one is pretty fun. Yeah, comes with its own little lightsaber. Hilt. Yeah, cool. Is it better than the old Virtual Boy? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I actually have one of those behind me, sitting over here. Oh wow, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, the the VR stuff is looking awesome. But if you want to take the next step, oh. away from VR and into lightsaber dueling for real, <laughs> well, France has you covered. Hey, 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 ho, ho, ho. This week in France, it, um, it was announced from the French Fencing Federation that they have actually um, released and officially recognized lightsaber dueling as a competitive sport in France. Now, um, this is using the LED-lit um, polycarb blades um, lightsabers that uh, that you see a lot of the um, cosplayers and stuff dueling with also. Uh, and obviously, it's not going to cut someone in half, but they have a full set of rules and stuff with it um and when they actually when they do do the dueling they lower the light so it they said it looks pretty close to what the movies look like um and it's, it says it's pretty realistic at least for the duelists to work up an impressive sweat slashing fainting and stabbing in organized three minute bouts now <clears throat> the french fencing federation um uh, put its support behind this sport and is now actually equipping fencing clubs with lightsabers and training would-be lightsaber instructors. Okay. Um, they said what they're trying to do is co- trying to combat um, the sedentary lifestyle of 21st century life, with um, which they say is actually sickening an ever-growing number of um, adults and children both. Uh, this is actually a quote from Serge uh, Albali, the Federation's Secretary General. He says, with young people today, it's a real health public health issue. They don't do any sport or um, and only exercise with their thumbs. It becomes difficult to persuade them to do a sport 
that has no connection with getting off of the sofa and playing with one's thumbs. That is why we are trying to create a bond between one discipline and modern technologies. So participating in a sport feels natural. Now, in the past, things like Zorro and Robin Hood and the Musketeer, Three Musketeers has actually helped lure people into fencing and checking it out. But now they're saying characters like Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader are doing something very similar. Um, he went on to say here that capes and swords, um, cape and sword movies have always had a big impact on our Federation and its growth. Lightsaber films have the same impact and young people want to give it a try. And also the young at heart. Now, they've already done – um, they have competitions all over France, and um, they actually had 34 competitors in this one tournament they were talking about here outside of Paris. Now, it says the crowd was kind of small to watch it, and there were technical glitches because this was one of the first tournaments they'd done. Uh, so the tech of, like, on-screen um, scoring and stuff, you wouldn't couldn't see as well. But they said there was plenty of fans that were cosplaying as Star Wars characters in the crowd to make it kind of feel like you're in the movies. Right. Now, to build up the sport from the ground up, the French organizers had to actually come up with competition rules intended to make the lightsaber dueling both competitive and easy on the eyes. Because this is as much a spectator sport as people getting in and doing it. Uh, we wanted it to be safe. We wanted it to be umpired. And most of all, we wanted it to produce some something visual that looks like the movies because because that's what people expect, said Michael Ortiz, the tournament organizer. Now, the actual rules for this is that combatants fight inside of a circle that was marked in tape on the floor. Strikes to the head and body are worth five points. Strikes to the arms and legs are worth three points. And strikes to the hand are only one point. The first person to 15 points wins. Um, and if they don't actually get there quickly, the highest score after three minutes wins. Now, if both fighters reach 10 points, and the bout, then the bout enters sudden death, where the first um, to land a head or body strike wins. This rule, it says, encourages ent um, enterprising fighters to actually get in there and do it. Now, <clears throat> the interesting rule here that changes this from standard fencing. Blows only count if the fighter first points the tip of the lightsaber behind them to start with. So that you have to basically start with a slash. Um, that rule prevents viper-like um, tip-first quick forward strikes like what you see in fencing. Because, you know, fencing, you start pointing at each other and just kind of stab at each other to see what you're doing. Yep. This mm -hmm. one to see the slashes and they want it to look more like what the movies say. It says instead the rule encourages... Um, <laughs> Swishier blows that are easier for audiences to see and enjoy, um, and which are more evocative of duels from Star Wars, um, like those from The Phantom Menace that end so badly for the Sith, even though he had a two-bladed lightsaber, which is awesome because have you guys ever actually watched competitive fencing? Yes. Without, yes. yeah. without slow motion, it's really hard to see what just happened. Yeah, yeah, it is. They make two two steps, and all of a sudden the points go off, and they're like, wait, what just happened? Slow motion, you see his, he actually made a strike, but it happened so fast that you have no idea what happened. Yeah. So doing this, you have to mm. point away, the tip away from the behind you first, makes it so that um, it's not so quick and not... It, <laughs> be a whole lot more fun to watch right. now the goal eventually on this would be awesome they would they're tr they would like to try to actually get enough people doing this that um that they can actually get it into the paris olympics in 2024 that would be cool that would be awesome yeah I, th this is something I want to see because I think this is a, it may also be something that would help people who actually want to watch the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't, I don't see why not. And um, I know France is not the only place that's doing this because I've heard of competitive lightsaber dueling before, but this may be the first time that it's an official thing, in, like in a country. Well, there, there's uh-huh. the uh, the saber guild here. That's a, a group that's involved in this type of stuff. I mean, it's actual. It's an actual support. Uh, Lucas supported fan uh, group. So I, I think that's kind of cool too. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but like they said, anything that gets people off their couches and actually out and active is probably a good thing. Yeah. I agree. I, I would I would agree as well. Mm-hmm. So um well, Toy Fair was last week. Uh, a lot of, we talked about it over on Weeby Geeks. Um, and of course. Uh, oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. It was like percent of the show. <laughs> um, Force Friday was announced at Toy Fair. And this one's going to be the highly anticipated final installment of the Skywalker Saga with Episode 9, the first ever live action series with The Mandalorian. Uh, and, of course, the latest title from EA Games and Respawn. Uh, products and categories are going to be, you know, books and everything are going to go on sale at 12.01 a.m. October 4th. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Um, I, and, and some of the toys that are coming out, and I don't know how much of this has come. Obviously, Mandalorian and um, Episode Nine toys are embargoed on what's going to be released until October fourth. So we know Mandalorian is not coming out until after October fourth, unless it's coming out October fourth. Wouldn't that That's be Wouldn't that ability. be cool? The release of Mandalorian on Disney Plus coming out October fourth as well. Yes. So that would be awesome. awesome. Um, but with Toy Fair as well, Hasbro also announced a uh, skiff vehicle. And this skiff vehicle looks to be on par with the sail barge and would be the perfect complement to if you bought the, the sail barge. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the vehicle is available for pre-order, um, and it's 40 bucks and it's shipping in July. There's also a skiff guard three pack, um, with Vizam, Brock Starshear and Vendanus, um, which, who did, which are the two different, uh, Weequay or Nick two characters. And, uh, the other one is the guy, white suit, black helmet. I believe that's the Brock Starshear, which, uh, where was he? He was on the, uh, okay. They're saying that Vizam and Brock Starshear. See, I don't remember. Rockstar Shear being released as a character before. Maybe I'm delusional. Um, he's one of the ones that gets knocked into the into the Sarlacc bit. Yeah. Uh, and he carried a, carried a vibro axe as well. So uh, they're coming out as as characters or, or figures in this. Also, too, is a um, Black Series hyper real Darth Vader figure, which is available for pre order and shipping in July. Uh, and this character is seventy nine ninety. Uh, the descri- official description is sweet, though. Yeah, it is. The official description is featuring super realistic detailing and articulation, along with an exterior skin and interior interior skeletal scru- structure for seamless posing. Star Wars: The Black Series hyper real figures lets fans recreate galactic scenes with faithfulness to the Star Wars entertainment that includes the Star Wars comics, movies, and animated series. The minute entertainment inspired Star Wars details in eight inch scale, so these are going to be eight inch figures instead of the six inch. Make these figures impressive, an impressive addition to any Star Wars figure collection. Um, the, this Black Series hyper real series episode five 
Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader, features the Episode 5 movie-inspired detail, fabric costuming, interior skeletal structure with seamless joints, and hyper-articulation for realistic posing. Also uh, includes uh, the figure, eight accessories, and a figure stand. And this thing is one, two, three, four, five, six, six hands, seven hands. So I'm assuming eight plus the lightsaber. And one of the hands has the la- the him blocking the laser bolt, the blaster bolt, which is awesome. And I and looking at the picture, I am loving the fact that you do not see the ball joints or anything at all in all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really not. I mean, when they nice. say seamless, it's seamless. Mm-hmm. This is great. And then on top of that, um, there's a whole, uh, oh, where is it? The uh, There's also a Jabba's Palace playset. Yes, I saw that. Which is hitting Walmart mm-hmm. sometime this spring. And it comes, and I love how it's got the Tauntaun head, and uh, I don't recognize the other head. But it's that whole sequence from the wall where Solo's kept with the uh, in Carbonite. And then there's a whole new series of uh, six-inch Black fi- uh, black Series figures coming, which is including Padme, Mace Windu, a battle droid, um, Drayden Voss, um, Vice Admiral Hold. Holdo, uh, of course, uh, Han Solo in his Mud Trooper outfit. Um, and, uh, we also mentioned, so that's the, the wave coming in April. And of course, we also know, too, also coming is um, a Rebel Fleet Trooper, Dengar, uh, Phasma, um, Captain Rex. Um, we know Triple Zero and, um, and Afra and BT-1 are also coming which I'm personally excited for. I can't wait for those to come, which are going to be probably later in the year. So uh, that's pretty much... Oh, one last thing. We talked about this briefly last week. It was also revealed that Hasbro is doing... Star Wars Lightsaber Academy. It's an innovative app and lightsaber toy combo that will teach aspiring Jedi how to wield the most elegant of weapons. Um, ah, yes. What you do is you download the official Lightsaber Academy app. Choose one of five of the, of the best masters in the galaxy, Jedi or Sith, um, and begin your journey. The app syncs via Bluetooth to Hasbro's new line of lightsabers, thanks to Smart Hilt technology. And it will track the lightsaber's movements to evaluate skills, scores, and progression. Uh, the experience includes character voices, sound effects, and each lightsaber includes a kyber crystal at its core. There's even a two-player component for when two friends decide to go to the Obi-Wan, go the Obi-Wan Anakin route and battle it out. Uh, these will be coming on Triple Force Friday and will be retailing for forty nine ninety nine. Uh so yeah, I would love to get one for myself and one for Zoe. And I can only imagine the battles the two of us would have. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it looks like there's, uh, a generic saber and then there is, uh, Luke's Vader's, um, I don't re- is that Plo Koon's? I don't talk about who the, you definitely see Luke and Luke and, uh, Luke and Vader's and then you got like a couple generic sabers beyond that. I'm sure I don't know my saber hill enough to know who they belong to, um, but they will also release a di- an additional series of lightsabers, including extendable and electronic editions that include a scannable co- code to access training and character content on the app. So this is pretty cool. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. They, these are awesome. 
And could you imagine these showing up at uh, at a section for um, there needs to be a whole section at Galaxy's Edge where you could battle other people for training. Mm-hmm. That would be well. Remember, Disney did take out a copyright or something for what seemed to be a description of a lightsaber type device. Could be that smart hilt technology. Um, also, too, you, like we talked about earlier, the, the Sir, uh, Star Wars Retro Collection, um, which you've got the different, I mean, literally, <laughs> these look exactly like the original molds. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how how you're going to, what it's going to do to the retail market if they're all loose. Oh, my God, no. it's, a, it's a lay of vinyl cape. You, you're going to have to look for the, the new date stamp on the back. Yeah, no, the date stamp on it. Yep. So, but if you scroll down farther, I think are you on the StarWars.com thing for this? Yep. Check out the Black Series Darth Maul 20th Anniversary Episode One on the card. That is beautiful. That and Obi Wan are celebrations. Celebration Chicago exclusives. Oh wow! Huh. So, which it's going to be cool. It's going to be uh, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. I mean, those look. I mean, they look great. Uh, the new vintage collection that comes out. Um, it's got some cool car- cool figures in it. Um, so, how many different variations of the stormtrooper can you get on a vintage card? Quite a few. Because there's mm-hmm. now a Rogue One ver- version, which is the exact same trooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Microforce line that's coming out in um in a, in a, with a little mini lightsaber. So. Well, those are. This has been out for a while. These are just some of the newer figures that are going to be in yeah, with it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that. I hate to say it, but final thoughts? I have one final thought. So, uh, I have a couple of different Star Wars pages that I have that I follow on Facebook. And occasionally you get some cool little fun facts. And uh, here's, a little, here's a little fun fact about Jabba's Palace. The Jabba Palace sequence involved 42 extras, 18 principal cast members, 10 puppeteers, 9 mime artists, and 90 crew members. And it wow. took a month to film. Wow. Took that's an cool. Entire month. That's cool. Isn't that, that's something, huh? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So there's a little fun fact for you. That's pretty awesome. Uh, what about you, Ken? Any? Ooh, any other final thoughts? No, I don't. I think I'm all thought out at the moment. I, I am too. So, on that note, give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx! I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I lost R2. <laughs> Why you slimy double crosser no good swindler? <laughs> <laughs>